Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Assume that people didn't even hear you the first time. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game, DreOldDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is the fortune is in the follow-up. Following up, staying on top of what is going on. Why does this matter so much? We're going to talk about it here today. Before we get into that, first of all, tell everybody. I have a daily motivation text message that I send out every single day for free. A message guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point throughout your days. All you have to do to receive it is send me a text and my number to join my texting community. My number is 305-384-6894. Every day when I send out that daily motivation text, if you are on my list, you will be getting that text. But you have to be on the list. The only way to get on the list is you must text me at my number. The number is listed down below in the show notes if you forgot it already. So now you know what to do with that. Now let's get into our topic. We're talking about the following up. In episode 698, years back, I talked about the power of follow up and why it matters so much. I have some new things that I want to share on the concept of following up and why it still matters just as much, if not more than it mattered before. So let's get right to it. Point number one, topic once again, is the fortune is in the follow up. I was in a course that I was taking for this program that I'm in, and one of the speakers, who was teaching the course, mentioned that 50% to 90% of all sales happen during the follow-up process. In other words, most sales are not a customer just coming to you and buying whatever it is you're offering without you, you know, trying to get their attention. Most of your sales are not people who just show up at your front door with their credit cards on their forehead, as salespeople used to say back in the day. And most people who buy from you are not going to buy from you the first time that they hear about what you're offering, the first time that you mention that the thing exists. Most people don't make purchases that way. 
you as a consumer don't make purchases that way either. So I'm talking to the salespeople out here and I completely agree with this, that I know most sales happen during the follow-up process, both anecdotally, I believe it from my own experiences and also logically, I understand it because again, most of us, the first time that we hear about something that somebody has for sale, often we're not even looking for that thing. We weren't even thinking about the thing that that person is selling, which means we're usually not going to interrupt what we already were planning to do just to go buy the thing that somebody mentioned just because you happened to mention. I got other plans. I might still buy from you, but I'm not going to buy on your schedule. I'm going to buy on my schedule or at least as close to my schedule as I can be. Even if there's a deadline for your thing, it's only three days. Well, it doesn't mean I'm going to buy it today. I might wait till the second day or I might wait till the deadline to make my purchasing decision, but I'm going to control it as much as I can. So anecdotally, this means just going off of my own experiences as a person. And you can think of your own. As a salesperson, whenever I've sold my own presence or sold my products and selling my presence just means selling myself, like my services or doing speaking gigs and things like that. Most of the times when people say yes, they don't say yes on the first mention. I have to tell them that I have the thing. First of all, I got to get them even interested in me and the fact that I might have something to offer them that goes further than you know, however they found me in the first place, a podcast, YouTube, articles, et cetera, a book. Then once I get them past that point, now you got to kind of drip on people and show them that you actually have value that can help them get what they want. Because we understand people don't buy because they want to help you. They buy because they're getting something for themselves. And if it happens to help you in the process, great, but that's not the reason why they do it. So the yeses don't come on that first mention. While we would all love for that to be the case, and the whole world would be different if everybody just said yes the first time they saw something, but most of us simply don't. That's simply not what it is. Most sales happen when people see or hear about a product service or events several times. You have to keep telling them over and over and over again that you have this thing, that you're offering this thing, that you can do this thing for them, that this thing is going to give value to them. People have to hear things over and over again. One reason being, as I said, they're on their own schedule. They're not sitting around waiting for you to offer them something to buy so they can go buy it from you. That's number one. And number two, even if they wanted the thing that you're offering, they might need some time to think about it. Now, they might have been thinking about doing something else. Maybe when they hear about what you're offering, they might go shop around and see, hey, does somebody else have this? Could I get it at a better price? Does anyone else have a better offer? Maybe if they never heard of you before, they might need to do some research on you. So if they just heard of you and your product or service, you know, your offer sounds good, but they never heard of you before. They might spend some time listening to your podcast or watching your YouTubes or following you on social media just to see what you're posting and see what you're talking about and kind of get a feel for you, Googling you getting a feel for who you are and what you're about. Maybe asking some of their friends, have you ever heard of this guy or this girl over here so they can get some more information? Think about the things that you do when you're thinking about making a purchase. You don't just immediately go do it right there on the spot most of the time. There's sometimes that you will, but many of the times you don't. The most of my bookings, my media appearances and things like that, anywhere where I'm kind of booking my presence to do something, usually it happens when we have reached out a second or a third time. And yes, it's fun when people respond immediately and everything just clicks. But many times we have to reach out multiple times to get that. Yes, you have to keep in mind that 99 percent of the time, as I said, people are not waiting for you to make an announcement about who you are and what you have so they can act on it and do what you want them to do. Everybody's living their own lives and doing their own thing. So when they hear about what you're doing, even if they need it or want it, they might go right back to what they were doing before you came around, because, again, you are an interruption. So you have to hit people over their heads over and over again with your message, not in a negative way. And you drip on them, if you want to call it that way. Before, first of all, 
you might have to drip on somebody with the same message many times before they even notice that you're giving them a message. Because think about all the messages that we get inundated with every single day just as consumers of all the advertisements and the posts and the status updates you see every day when you scroll through your feeds. We get so many of them. You might have to have something presented to you many times before you even consciously notice it, let alone take action on it. So when someone takes action immediately on your message, consider that an aberration. Don't consider that the norm that is to be expected. Moving on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is the fortune is in the follow up. The fortune lies in the follow up because most people simply don't follow up. This is one of the reasons why this is where the fortune is. It's going off of this concept that most people are average and mediocre at best. So if you just do differently from what most people do, you can separate yourself from them and get results that they won't get. So if you look around and you'll notice, if you look around, comma, you will notice that most people do not follow up. Most people will make at the most one attempt at doing something, achieving some outcome, not get the outcome. Because again, as I just said, most of your recipients are not going to respond and just do what you want them to do the first time they hear about your thing or they're presented with your thing. Most people after that first time, if they don't get the result, which most of the time they won't, they don't try again, either because they gave up or because they don't have a system or a process for following up or because they just weren't even thinking about the fact that they might need the follow up. They were expecting whether it's either going to work the first time or it's not going to work at all. And then they just move on and go try something else. They go dig another shallow mine. I talked about this in episode number 1254, inches and miles, that many people go one inch deep, but they go a mile wide in all the things they're doing. So they try all these different things, but they never stay on anything long enough to get deep enough into it to really get the real results. So this is what most people do. They share or announce something one time, don't get the response they want, and don't try again. The main reason, if we had to trace it to one thing, I gave you a couple reasons there, is just generally they have an inaccurate formula that leads to unrealistic expectation. The inaccurate formula is that I do this one time and I offer it one time and the world either responds or they don't. And that's all there is to it. That's an inaccurate formula. The accurate formula is that people have their own lives, their own situations, their own priorities that do not involve you. And sometimes your thing is going to have to fall in line with where other people are at. This is why you have the follow up process. So somebody might want to buy your widget, the thing that you're selling, but they're not going to be ready to buy it for six weeks. So you can't just give them a message today and hope that they remember six weeks from now to go remember who you are, find your website, Google you, find your website, do some digging, and then go buy your product. You have to have a follow-up process so that you are putting your message in front of them again, over and over again, consistently over that next six weeks. And when they finally are ready to purchase six weeks from now, your message is in front of them so that when they're at that moment of truth, when they're actually ready and capable and willing to do something, you put a message in front of them that allows them to do something. Basically gives them the invitation to do something. So the accurate formula is understanding that people usually don't move when you tell them to move. They move when they're ready to move. And you shouldn't put your message out there expecting them to move just because you said so, because, uh, well, why do they care what you said? They care about what they said. So again, you want to get what you want. You got to give people what they want, which is usually you somehow, some way working on their schedule, at least in maybe some form of compromise. Because again, even if you have a deadline, you have some type of urgency play that says, hey, this is my offer is only available for five days. Okay, maybe they'll still take action on it, but they're not going to take action just at the moment when you say usually any of you has ever sold anything on deadline like that. You know that most of the sales come right at the end when the deadline is about to be hit. So this is why you got to have the accurate formula 
which leads to a realistic expectation of what actually is going to happen, not what you wish or hope would happen. If you expect to get a whole bunch of hoopla and response from your first attempt at anything, and then you don't get it, well, you might quit too. If that's what your expectation was, was that all the response is going to come immediately. But if your expectations are tempered to understand, all right, not all the response is not going to come right there at the beginning. Do we got to actually plan this out and understand that people are going to move at certain points and it's not just going to be this big, everybody just drops everything and comes and runs to what you said. That's probably not going to happen. I wrote about that in my book, Work On Your Game, how in the fall of 2007, I sent out 10,000 emails trying to get myself a job to get back into pro basketball. The thing is, there aren't 10,000 basketball teams on planet Earth. So how did I send 10,000 emails? It's because I was contacting the same teams over and over again. But each time I just use a little bit, a slightly different approach. And in the book, and the book, Work On Your Game, if you're watching this on video, you see me holding the book up right now. In this book, in the chapter on selling yourself, I actually reprinted one of the emails that I sent out to a team that responded that I ended up signing with. So you can see exactly what it was that I said, but that wasn't the first email that I sent to that team, but it was the first one they responded to because I was following up. That's the follow-up process. Who knows? Maybe the first time I emailed them, they didn't feel like maybe they didn't even need a player for their team, or maybe they weren't interested in what I was offering, or they didn't open the email because they didn't see it. Who knows? Maybe it went into their spam folder. I have no idea. But when I did send the email that did get them to respond, they needed a player. They were looking for a player and they liked what they saw. So all of those things had to happen at the same time. And I had no idea you know, what the combination lot would be for that particular team at that time. But I had to be there at the time that they were ready. This is why the follow-up process matters so much. Most people do not have the discipline or the mental toughness to persist in the way that I explained that story that I just told you. And again, get my book, Work On Your Game, so you can read about it. You go to thirddaybook.com. When you get to the Mental Game Super Duper Bundle, that's my four-book bundle, including the Mental Workbook, 30 Days of Discipline, Bulletproof Mindset, you will get Work On Your Game. That's a four-book bundle there. Again, it's at thirddaybook.com. Many people don't have the discipline and mental toughness to do this level of persistence. So even though I put it in a book, even though I've told that story before and I will tell that story again, most people are not going to take that and go run with it and beat you out at your own game simply because they don't have the mindset to do so. So many people never get to the gold in life, not because there isn't any gold, simply because they don't have the discipline to keep digging. Remember something, since everybody, the consumers, that is, they're not sitting around wondering and waiting on the next big announcement in your life and they're doing their own thing that have nothing to do with you. Your mindset when it comes to follow up is to assume that people didn't even hear you the first time. This is a golden nugget right here for any of you who's in any form of selling. If you were to keep this in mind, this could change your entire approach to how you sell. Assume that people didn't even hear you the first time. So that when you show up the second time to follow up with people, follow up with the energy that whatever you said the first time, they didn't even see it. And because most of the time they didn't see it. Most of the time they didn't even come across it. I'm the type of person who likes to keep my inbox at inbox zero, meaning no unread messages. But that's just me. And I know a few people who are like that. But I also know people who have hundreds and thousands of unread emails in their inboxes, which they probably will never get to actually getting it down to zero. They just see what's at the top and either they get to it or they don't. So you should assume most people are like that. Assume that most people are not like me trying to be at inbox zero and they're reading everything and staying on top of everything that comes across their desk. Assume that most people don't do that and that they only see what is immediate to them and anything else, they just miss it and they don't care about catching up. 
So when you follow up with somebody, don't talk to them as if they should have read your first message and now you give them the second message. Talk to them as if the first message never even happened. Because in their conscious minds, it probably never did. They were not thinking about you. And unless you're directly in front of a person, don't assume that they're thinking about you. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is the fortune is in the follow-up. Number three, follow-up is the third day come to life. That's what follow-up is. Follow-up is embodying what the third day is all about. Anyone and everyone can do something one time, and anyone will persist in something if all of their first efforts are producing a fruitful return. If everything I tried the first time worked, well, then I'll just keep doing all of those things over and over again because they're working every single time. But what about if your first, second, third, fourth, and fifth attempts at achieving an outcome, what if none of them produce a result? Would you keep showing up then? How many times are you willing to show up? See, what the third day is about is not just about attempt number three. The third day is any moment, any situation, doesn't matter what number attempt it is, when the novelty of the situation is gone, the newness is gone, it's not all fun and games, it's not all easy, there's some actual, there's a little bit of grind and some work that has to be done. Do you keep showing up anyway? That's what the third day is. So the third day could be the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth attempts all tied into one. How many attempts are you willing to make to produce a specific outcome if all the prior attempts have not produced the result you wanted? The answer for most people is most people are not willing to try more than once. Many people don't even get to the first time, believe it or not. So here's your opportunity. Continuing to show up when everybody else is not showing up. Isn't that easy? I'm not being facetious here. Is that easy for you? Easy just means you can do it. Can you show up when everybody else is not showing up? Every time you follow up, you are in a smaller and smaller group of people who have continued to stay on the job. Every step in the follow-up, there are fewer and fewer people who are kept showing up. There's this race. I forget the name of the race, but I remember reading an article about this. I don't remember where the race is geographically held. Some of you might have heard of it, but it's a foot race. It's an outdoor foot race, and I think the course is only maybe a mile or a mile and a half long. And here's how the race works. All right, the race works with Everyone comes to the starting line and a whistle blows or a gun goes off, whatever. And everyone goes around the path. It's like a circular path and it's outdoors. So you go through a little bit of woods, a little bit of flatland, a little bit of road. It's not a particularly tough course to go over. It's only, again, it's only one mile. So you go around a course lap one time just for one mile. Then what happens is a certain amount of time, once you cross that finish line from going through the mile, there's a certain amount of time that passes. I believe the amount of time it was a random number. I believe it was maybe 28 minutes or 30 minutes or something like that. Let's say 28 minutes. Let's just say that for the sake of this story. 28 minutes go by and then here's what happens. There's an air horn that blows or a whistle that blows. And everybody now, after that 28 minute rest, after you did the one mile one time, the gun goes off again and you have to go around the track again. Then they do it again and again and again and again. And they just keep doing it over and over and over and over again with the same break in between each time. I believe the break was maybe 28 minutes, might be an hour. I don't know what it is. But whatever amount of time it takes you to go around the course, it's not that long. It might take you, you know, 15 minutes. If you run, you could do it in 10 minutes. Who knows? 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Take as long as you want to go around. But at a certain point at each interval. So let's say every hour that gun goes off and you have to go around the track again. Every hour that gun goes off and it keeps going off every hour. And the thing is, this is a game of attrition. It's a battle of attrition because what happens is people just start dropping out. People start dropping out of the race because this race could go on for 48 hours straight if people keep showing up to the start line every hour when that gun goes off. 
So it just keeps going until everybody quits and there's only one person left standing. When there's one person left standing, they're the winner of the race. This is a race of attrition. And I forget the name of it, but I remember reading an article about this. If any of you knows it, you can reach out to me and tell me about it. But it was a really interesting story. I remember reading it a couple of years ago and I said, I don't think I would get involved in a race like that, but I appreciate what it's doing. And it's just seeing who can keep showing up every single hour. Because the thing is, is not the, what makes it interesting is that it's not how challenging the course is. The course, again, is only one mile. You go walk a mile and in less than an hour. So you could just keep walking around the course and do it. Anybody can do this. You don't need to be a super athlete. But what makes it challenging is not the course itself, is the fact that every hour you got to get up and do it again and again and again. Now fatigue starts to set in. You start to get tired. You haven't slept. And you're in competition with all the other people there. And you're looking around like, all right, who's going to fold here? Is this guy ready to fold? Is she about to fold? Should I fold before them? And you're competing against the other people. You're not competing against the course. You're competing against other people because as soon as nobody else shows up to the line and you do and you complete it, then you become the winner. So this is your opportunity is continuing to show up while everybody else is. Every time you follow up, you're in a smaller and smaller group of people who stayed following up. So think about it. You don't even have to be that good. If you keep following up and you just have the persistence and the mental toughness to keep following up, you can be good, but you don't have to be good. The thing is, you're not going to have any competition because all you did was follow up and keep showing up. This is where persistence and hard work and determination can beat talent in this particular space. Now, understand, you still need to have some skill because that call is going to come. The opportunity is going to show people are still going to expect you to deliver. So in this particular race, uh, you don't need talent. All you need is willing to show up. But in other areas of life that are more getting results based than this race that I'm given here, the race is a good example here. But in other areas that are results based, you still need to have skill. But you get the point of what I'm saying here. So let's recap today's class, which is the fortune is in the follow up. Point number one, I heard a speaker say that 50 to 90 percent of sales come in the follow up actions. I understand this anecdotally. I understand it logically. Most people are not just waiting for you to tell them what to do so they can go do what you want them to do. They're living their own lives and doing their own thing. So you have to make sure you're continually following up so you can catch them when they're ready. Point number two, forcing is in the follow up because most people simply don't do it. You create an opportunity for yourself by doing what other people aren't doing and showing up where other people are not showing up. You make sure you have an accurate formula of what to expect. When you show up and do your thing, do not expect that everything's going to just pop off just because you said it would pop off. If you have that thought, then it's going to lead to unrealistic expectations and disappointment. And point number three, follow up is the third day come to life. Anybody can do something one time and if everything's working every time. But what if your first through fifth attempts, none of them produce an outcome? Will you show up for attempt number six, seven and eight? Most people will not. So if you can simply do this, you've created an opportunity for yourself that is an open secret. It basically comes an ethical, unfair advantage. Everyone knows about it, but people simply don't want to do it and you won't have any competition. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation. My number is 305-384-6894 and go to workonyourgameuniversity.com so you can work with me directly and I can coach you strategically on building that reverse roadmap from where you want to be to where you are now so we can actually make a strategic plan for you to get there and you can stop spinning your wheels and you know, just putting in a whole bunch of effort, but not really knowing where it's taking you. That's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, 
to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894 again 305-384-6894 get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge 305-384-6894